0: Okay, welcome to Mutant Monday, this is episode number four, uh, and with, we have Chris and I with uh, Brian Lopez, other known as City Apes. Good evening, Brian.
1: Good evening, how's everybody doing?
0: Well, Chris is up a little bit later because Chris is in the UK.
2: Yeah, it's 1am for me. But it's uh, all good, all good. Excited to uh, hear about your um, ape journey and chat a bit of uh, V Friends as well, as always.
0: Yeah, we're very excited about the V Friends, to say, because obviously some of the other uh, guests we've had on have had the kind of full kind of board ape or mutant journeys. But if you could start with your beginning so, how did you first get kind of onto the NFT road?
1: uh well I, i'm fairly new to the nft space i got into it this year Uh i was into crypto since 2017 and i was more of a you know hodler so uh especially with the dip that happened in 2018 so i was just holding my crypto uh until 2021 until gary v says hey buy some ethereum because you're going to need it to um to get into nfts and you know here start learning how to open up your metamask account and stuff like that so You know, I've been following Gary for a while and I figured, hey, I I always like to gamble on new stuff, right? And I'm like, it seems kind of interesting. I did a little bit of research and also Gary, right? I trust Gary's judgment. He's been pretty, you know, pretty consistent with his vision and what's going to be the next big thing. So I was like, you know what? Let me think about it. I didn't have to buy Ethereum because I already had it. So uh, it was more about executing you know, on the time the auction happened. So Gary Vee's auction was supposed to happen 5-5, which is May 5th of this year, but he postponed it to May 11th. And um, it was a, a Dutch auction, what they call it. So basically there was a high price, the, the, the highest price for that token. And then over time it would go down into the lowest price and then it would sit at the floor until somebody bought it. So, I think it took me until, like, the second day of auction for me to actually pull the trigger and buy my first V-Friend. And after I did that, it was just, that that was it. It just opened the, you know, it just opened the gate for, for me to just buy more. So, I literally just kept buying more V-Friends as the auction kept going, you know, it kept happening. And... Yeah, I think I even I had Bitcoin and it was like the last of my savings. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna convert it into ETH and send it to my MetaMask and see what I do with it. And sure enough, I bought some more V friends, and that's what started my journey of learning about NFTs and Board of Yacht Club and everything else that you know I came to learn after V friends. But yeah, initially it was B friends and Gary V that got me into the space.
0: And did you, when you saw the auction go up, did you already have in mind which ones you were going to bid on?
1: Yeah, I did have some characters in mind, but I knew these certain characters were going to go for big money, right? Because they had the rare robot, the astronaut. Um, but I was more into the aliens. So those were the ones I was targeting. The uh, So I actually got myself an impeccable Innastranet, which is a alien-looking, um, you know, um, character. And, well, that was after the journey of me buying a golden ape. I was able to buy a, a adaptable alien from Gary's wallet afterwards, one of his, what they call goo, Gary originally owned because he minted them for himself. And um, I was able to buy one out of his wallet. I was actually one of the few people that bought one from his wallet directly. And that was only because I bought a golden ape and then I sold that golden ape.
0: So what so obviously you've got your V friends and then after you've got your V friends, how did you find out about uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club?
1: Well, you know what happens, right? You get a V friend, you're into an NFT space, and then you know, now you start learning about Discord, Twitter this, Twitter that, you know, Discord this, Discord that. So we just started hearing about all these projects, the Yetis, the uh the chameleons, and somebody said board eight yacht club. And I'm not gonna lie, at first the name itself sounded pretty interesting, right? Because I mean, I don't come from um from wealthy family, right? So owning a yacht to me was like shit, <laughs> you know, like even in the metaverse, right? Like I've I've never thought of owning a yacht. So the name itself was pretty attracting. And then the artwork itself, I was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty nice artwork. I mean, I personally like the art. So I was like, well, board yacht club, a couple of people already said. I like the artwork. I I didn't get a chance to mint because at the same time Gary's V Project came out because it came out like I think the Board Apes came out a, a, like a week or two before before V Friends. So you know I have just my money saved for Gary, but um, when I heard about Board Ape, I was like I need to get myself a but I want something that's nice, right? So here I am looking at the rarities and the collections, and I'm like, okay, the rarest trade is Gold Fur. And I like the gold. It looks really good. Let me see if I can get one of these, right? But I had already invested all my money on friends, So I actually ended up sending one of my friends, And I used that money to wrap the ETH to go after a golden ape. There was a golden ape that was going for eight. And then the guy and that person dropped it to six. And when I saw that he dropped it to six, I wrapped my ETH because I had five ETH in my wallet. I placed a bid overnight. I went to sleep, and I woke up the next morning with a golden ape in my wallet, and I was like, did I just fucking spend five ETH on a fucking ape? I was like, Brian, get your shit together. You're funny. You know, like, honestly, I was thinking, I was like, all right, I got carried away with Gary Vee, but then I went ahead and sold something to buy into something that I really didn't understand, right? I was just, I just knew people talked about it. I knew I liked the art. The name was dope, but I really didn't know you know really really what this membership was about you know
0: what was that feeling what was that feeling like though when you when you woke up in the morning did you have any idea that he would accept or whatever or did was it like did your jaw just drop when she saw the email well
1: when I was doing it I, I had seen two that I liked it was a trippy fur and a gold date right gold figure I was trying to get the you know because, you know, I, w- I was already using Rarity Tools, so I was like, okay, let me understand a little bit. And I noticed that the fur was one of the most ex- exclusive parts of the ape. And I was like, Golden Ape trippy fur seems to be a good bet, right? And you could t- tell with the history of the latest sales, you know, that those were going for more money. And I'm like, I've am like always been like a gambler. I like playing blackjack and stuff. So I'm like, I like sometimes betting big, too. I'm like, bet big, go home, right? Win big. You know when you know bed big, you know. So I was like, man, Golden Ape. But honestly, when I woke up the next morning, I really thought, I like, damn, what? How did I spend? You know, fifteen thousand or whatever it was. I think it was ten thousand at the time because I think East was like two two k. So it was about ten thousand dollars on this Golden Ape, and I'm like, what am I doing? Am I just getting too involved in the space now, right? Like, you know, you're just buying shit coins now, right? Like oh, yeah, I got into Bitcoin, and now I'm buying Shibu Coin and, you know, Doge Coin and this, and you know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, my goodness. But then guess what? I put it on my profile pic, and it just never came out. Like, it never came down. Clubhouse, Twitter, Discord, it was just the profile pic for me to use. So everybody's, you know, know they knew me by the ape, right? Not by who I was or my picture, you know, just the ape and my voice, you know? So, I was okay with that, you know. I was like, all right, cool. You know, like, afterwards, you know, it sunk in. I was like, all right, I spent this money on this ape. Let me hold on to it, right?
0: So, when you got... Did you have any idea, obviously, when you bought the ape or whatever, did you have any idea that you could even use, like, the IP on it?
1: Yeah, I did know about the IP. And I was already planning on doing shirts and stuff like that. I had a vision. But, um... I wasn't ready to execute yet. Right. I was, I was still new to the game. I wasn't as driven as I was with this Dodgers ape that I have now, you know, so it was just a golden ape and I was thinking of making shirts, but you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't know how I was going to make that happen. Right. With the golden ape, but I did have ideas with it, you know, so that was the thing that called my attention because with V friends, I knew that we didn't own the IP because Gary Vee was going to push the IP so we have yeah. a jockey. We have somebody that's, that's behind the project that's, that knows what he, what he's doing, right? That's been doing it for years. And he's going to market these characters, which I thought that was okay, right? right? But it's pretty cool that you get to own the artwork yourself, right? I could use it as a logo. I could put it on a shirt. I could monetize on it. And that seemed really interesting. In- so.
0: How long did you have the gold ape before you decided that that you were thinking about maybe selling it?
1: But the, the thing is, I wasn't even planning on selling anything, right? So I invested in crypto, and I was thinking, hey, let me put in my mortgage, and then that's a good investment, right? You know, my wife, my kids—they're gonna love me, you know—that's awesome, right? But then um, I bought the golden ape and this V friends, and I was gonna hold for longer term, right? But then I, I got I got into a clubhouse and people were start you know talking about selling and and you know making your money and making sure you make profits and I was like well you know I had a chance to do with crypto but I you know I was just holding thinking we're gonna go to the moon and it's never gonna stop and I'm gonna become a you know multimillionaire and it you know it tanked at one point you know it dipped pretty big so I was like man this might happen again I want to see if I have it, what it takes to make the sale, right? To actually profit out of something and make it actual a thing, right? Where I like, okay, I did profit it out of it. But you know what really uh, made me start thinking about selling stuff? Kalish, the co-founder of DraftKings, he made, because um, he's, he's closely related to Gary V. They're really close friends. He made an offer on my gold impeccable in a strand for 30 ETH. Um, and at that point, it was pretty high, like, for VFriends, too, you know? Mm. And I bought it for three. So think about it. Two, three weeks later, I get an <laughs> offer of 10X, right, from three ETH to 30, right? That's insane in my mind. Just one token. And I started talking to friends. And I was like, hey, should I sell the gold Impeccable? And they were like, no, you shouldn't sell it. That's too cheap. You know, it's k He's the co founder of DraftKings. If anything, ask for more. So then, what happened in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'd rather sell the Golden Ape than my Golden Impeccable in a And that was like what I got from talking to people. And for some reason, the same night in Clubhouse, somebody was like, yeah, your Ape's not even that great aesthetic looking, They're, you know, with the blindfold part. And I was like, huh. I was, I don't know. I, maybe it hit me, right? I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's not the best looking ape. Let me let me go ahead and try to sell it. So I look into the market and I see what the highest sales have been. And obviously at that point, if people know about board Ape, the trippy fur was selling for more money than the golden apes. So I was like, you know what? There's uh I could be top three um highest sold and the highest golden ape sold if I put it for 43. And all my initial investment into NFTs were, was about 43. So everything I invested with Gary V from for my initial investments was close to that amount. So that's the reason why I came out with that 43, 43 ETH offer or, or yes, yeah, or, you know, to put it up for sale. And I kid you not, I think it was less than 24 hours it sold. And people are hitting me up like, bro, you're a legend. You fucking sold your ape. People were waiting for me in Clubhouse. I was at the, at the mall shopping for my dad because it was one day before Father's Day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my ape for sale and see if it sells, right? And yeah, man, sure enough, it sold at 43. And, you know, after that, it was a wrap, you know?
0: And what did you say? that Was Was that in one day?
1: Yeah, I think it was less than 24 hours where that the Golden ape sold for when I put it up for sale, you know? Um mm-hmm.
0: And then, so obviously that's gone, and then you're like, oh, holy shit, that's gone in like 24 hours. And right.
1: Then... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. That was a $100,000 sale right there, right? So I went from 10000 to to 100000 in three weeks on one token. I'm like, I'm, I'm inside the mall, and I go running outside the mall. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? No <laughs> way. My wife is shopping for me, right? Because she was like, yeah, honey, I'm going to go. On the other side of the mall, cause I'm gonna shop for your gift. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna shop for my dad, you know. And my phone's dying. I'm at five percent, so I'm like, what the? I go into clubhouse. Everybody's waiting for me because it's been like thirty minutes, right? It's been thirty minutes since this happened, so people are already waiting for me. And like, yo, bro, what happened? I'm a boom, boom. I'm like, you're a legend, yo. You're fucking, yo. Like, I was just getting like everybody on me, sending me messages. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no fucking way. This is in fucking sane, right? Like 43 ETH. So, you know me, I just couldn't resist betting or investing again. And there's something about the Bored Apes, you know, which is why I think it's such a great community. Like, I think that everybody that sold an ape before has ape back into the project. And even people that I've bought an Apes from, I've noticed that they've done the same. Like, if they sell their ape. They either have a couple more apes or they're looking for their forever ape or they go for another ape. They feel like ape lifts, you know? And that's how I felt because I only have one ape. So I was like, man, I don't have no more apes. I need to buy an ape. But I also wanted to get a Gary originally owned. And I put it on Discord, hey Gary, I sold um I sold something for 43 ETH. Can I buy some you know, can I can I get a goo from your wallet? And he was like, and he thought that he that I said that I sold one of his tokens. So he replied to me on my DM like, which one? And then we just started talking on Discord. He's like, yeah, man, I I flipped the golden ape. I got forty three ETH. This is how much I have. Are you willing to um, uh, you know, take this offer? And he's like, somebody else, just one person, had bought in an, a spec a spectacular from his wallet for fifty five. He told me he was in the fifty five club, and I was like, fuck, I only have forty three. So I made an offer on the on the alien, um, which is the uh, epic. It's one it's one rarity below spectacular, and uh, and I and that would give me enough money to, to buy another ape to ape back into the community. So sure enough, he accepted my offer on Father's Day, which is the following day. I was the same thing. I was I was having a cookout with my family. And I was just on my phone, and Gary accepted my offer. So I just go crazy around the house. Like, yo, Gary just followed me on Twitter. He followed me on Instagram. He accepted my offer. I have a Gary originally owned token. And I had money left over to still go buy two more apes. So I didn't go buy my dream ape after, after that. I actually had leftover, and I decided to buy two apes instead of my dream ape. Because I was like, maybe, maybe I could sell one and keep and still stay in the membership by keeping the other so i did have two apes before the uh dog kennel club dropped so guess what happens i get a free dog for for both of my apes and um and basically i i flipped those to buy my dodger ape and also bid on the dodgers auction ring um which you know led so me you, to so-
0: so how did you find out about like did the Dodgers auction coming up? Did you know about it or you just suddenly heard about that and then you thought, oh, this is one I'm interested in?
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Uh, here comes Gary, right? Gary is part of Candy.com, Candy Digital. Candy Digital, they actually got the rights from MLB to make NFTs. So Candy Digital is the company that got the rights from Major League Baseball to create NFTs and by coincidence the Dodgers have been the last World Series winners and they were starting off well they did start off with the Luke Garrison's um his um Luke Luke, Luke Garrickson's, um speech was auctioned out that was the first candy digital NFT and then the second one was a World Series ring 101 and that's when I came in cuz Gary is part of that. He's a partner in that company. And I'm a Dodgers fan, so when I saw the ring, 101, the physical ring, the opening pitch, and I had a wallet full of V-friends and, you know, board apes and board kennel club, you know, like I was like, "Yo, I have enough to sell a couple things and get this Dodgers ring." Um the auction was bid on in fiat, but they allowed you to pay in ETH. So basically that's what I did. I uh, I bid it in fiat and I won the bid. And um that was a crazy night too, by the way.
0: Winning the bid. How did that work? <laughs> was there like a lot of other bids? Did you get out bid or how did that work?
1: Yeah, so it was like a five, I think it was like a five day auction and I started, you know, people started at two thousand, three thousand, five. And I've started bidding on it, but then I realized it's like, hey, there's no point of bidding each other now. Let's bid. Let's over, you know, let's beat each other on the bids closer to the date. So I just stopped bidding on it. And I think it stopped like around 15,000 and whatnot. And, you know, 10 minutes before the uh, auction was over, Gary V comes and's like, hey, who's making history today getting the, uh, the ring? And sure enough, things start popping off 15, 20, 25. So I started bidding on it. And at the end of the auction, if I bid a certain number, they would add five more minutes or 10 more minutes to, I think it was five minutes to the auction, right? So if I placed, you know, if I say 20, they would add, even the even if the auction ended, they would add another extra five minutes. So that happened and we started bidding against the top players. You know, it was 40, 50,000, 60. In my mind, I was just thinking in ETH, you know, I was like, I have this much ETH. My my max was 100K, that I was gonna pay in ETH right for sending some of my tokens, so the bit starts getting tough. Sixty-nine thousand, seventy, eighty. I was born in eighty-nine, right? So I put eighty-nine thousand. Somebody comes in with ninety thousand. I'm like, oh man. So me being such a gambler, and you know, the drilling and pumping and stuff. I'm like, you know what? Ninety-one thousand. So I put ninety-one thousand, and and then I was like, you know what? I knew I only had a hundred thousand to bet, max. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna overbid on myself, and I bid it ninety five thousand. So I bid, I bid it four thousand over my my bid, and I added five more minutes to, So instead of allowing the next person to bid from ninety one to ninety two, and add more, add five more minutes, I bid it over myself ninety one to ninety five, kind of like a poker play to see if like kind of showing them, you know what? I'm willing to bid over myself because I'm getting this shit right. So no matter what you bid on, I'm gonna bid more. And my name on the uh, on the auction was called Crypto Bully. <laughs> so so people probably thought I was like a big crypto whale or some shit. So I, I figured that kind of scared people off because after I placed that ninety five thousand offer, it, it you know that was it. That was the end of the auction. You know. So I don't know how much somebody would have been willing to go if I would have just stayed at ninety one. Does that make sense? Like I don't know if somebody would have bid ninety two. And then I would have said 93 and it it kind of, you know, it could have gotten more than 95, but I figured, you know what, I'm just going to bid over myself and see it was like a scare tactic. And I think it worked either it worked or I just overbid myself $4,000 for no fucking reason, you know?
0: Well, but the comfort is, is that as you say, you'll never know. But the good part is, is obviously then obviously, so you, you, you win that and obviously you go, I'm imagining you go running around the house.
1: Yeah, I start screaming, and my <laughs> wife and my kids are looking at me like, "Dad, what is wrong with you?" Especially my wife, right? She's seeing the auction go live and the prices I'm bidding on, right? And we, you know, we still got a mortgage to play, you know, to pay and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not that, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not too easy th- telling the wife, "Hey, honey, I'm bidding ninety five thousand on a Dodgers NFT ring," you know, like it's, it's, it's just not a thing, you know. You tell the wife, so. But she she knew what I was doing. She know how she knew what it took me to get to this place, and how much fiat I invested. So she knows that it's all because I bought into crypto, you know. So she trusted my judgment, right? So she allowed me to bid on it. But yeah, I was screaming. I was going crazy around the house. My kids were looking at me like, "Yo, mom, is that okay? Like, if you're gonna be okay?" (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just running and screaming all over the home. Like it's insane. Um, I just couldn't believe it. Uh I mean I just couldn't believe it that I, I was even an option to bid, right? Like I just had money to bid on a ring, you know, I just I just never thought, you know, like
0: and you you've got history as a as a kid being a Dodgers supporter.
1: Yeah, so I was, you know, just a little bit of content of myself. I was uh I was born in East LA. I come from Mexican American. Um I'm am am a I'm a first generation Mexican American. So my parents um either come from Mexico. I was born in East LA. And, you know, they're immigrants, you know, they came to this country for a better life. They, you know, I, I was raised with four sisters, right? Just me and four sisters. And, uh, I, you know, I couldn't afford, they couldn't afford to buy me a, a Dodgers jersey, right? Or I couldn't even give me my luxury of asking them for one, right? Because it, it was just not a thing. You know, I just, I just, we didn't have that luxury to ask for things, right, growing up. But, you know, we did have a roof over our head. We always have food. So I'm always going to be blessed and grateful for, you know, my parents working hard. But, you know, just in general, going to school, I just never had the best pair of shoes. You know, I could never wear a Lakers jersey, Dodgers jersey. I was just the kid that watched other kids come to school wearing their team's jerseys. And, you know, I was like, oh, shit, nice. But I never had one, right? So we actually moved to the East Coast when I was in high school. And I met my wife you know and uh, I started my business and um, when I started my business here in the East Coast that's when I actually bought my first Dodgers jersey you know I went ahead and bought my first jersey I bought my wife a jersey I bought my kids jerseys I just went crazy buying jerseys for myself because actually you know now I could you know and what
0: age and were you but at that point I
1: was, when I moved over here I was 16 years old so
0: and then what age were you when you was first able to afford to buy a jersey for you and the family
1: uh, probably about, like, 24, 25, so not too long. I mean, it's probably, like, I'm 30, I just turned 30, 33. Yeah, I just, you, no, you, what. You, you really got to work hard, no, right, I, a long time. <laughs> no, yeah, I actually did, you know, but, um, but it was okay because, um, see, I never got to go to a Dodgers game, a Lakers game, Staples Center, a Dodgers stadium. So what I did was every time the Dodgers came to play the Nationals, right, in D.C., or the the Raiders came to play the Redskins, you know, in Maryland, or um, the Lakers came to play the Wizards, I would go to those games, but it's a wizard, You know, I, I would always be a visitor, right? Even though, you know, it's hometown for the people that live here. Um, So I never got a chance to go to actual, you know, Staples Center game or like a Dodgers game. Uh, was it one year before the pandemic, I was able to, you know, fly out my whole family to L.A., and I was basically going to, Take them where I grew up, you know, take them to eat in and out, take them to all the places that I grew up in, you know, the you know, locations that I never got a chance to go to, because, you know, we just never had an opportunity to go to. And I took them to the first Dodgers game. So my first Dodgers game ever was taking my family to it, my whole family, my wife, my three kids. My my son was Burley, like the smallest one. He was just one year old when I took him to LA. And we all got to um watch a Sunday night, well, Sunday morning a Sunday game for the Dodgers. It was a grand, it, 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 there was a grand slam in the game. There was a walk-off homer and it was just a great day, um, you know, to just enjoy, you know, baseball with, you know, with the family. So that was my first time going to the Dodger Stadium was taking my family and the second time was me coming in with a board eight on the back of my jersey pitching, you know.
0: So, so yeah, so now we jump to the exciting part. So you've won this auction and then what, Started you along the road of obviously when you won uh the ring, um so you knew that you were going to obviously have the 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 opening ball. What did you do then with regards to? Had you sold all your apes and dogs to get the ring?
1: Yeah, I had a couple of V friends um that I had to sell, um and and like I said, I sold the Kennel club. I, t- I sold two of my dogs. I sold two of my apes, and I used that money or the flip money to basically bid on the auction ring. And buy my Dodgers Ape or what what I call Dodgers Ape, um, board ape number 4238. So I basically bought the two, the ape and the Dodgers ring at the same time. Like like almost on the, you know, like this, maybe 24 hours in between. So it was an executed plan that I had. Like I was gonna buy the ring first, make sure I had enough to buy the ring, and then I went after the ape. But I had already talked to the owner of the ape previously. And I asked him; they could give me a little, like a, a couple of, you know, a day or two to pay him off, just to hold on on the ape because I really wanted the ape. And yeah, he was nice enough to say, "Yeah, sure." We did a private sale, and I got my, I got my ape, and you know.
0: Did he Did he have any idea of what you were going to plan with your forever ape?
1: No, I didn't want to give it up yet, right? Because, <laughs> um, you know, I had to make sure I, <laughs> I had to make sure I won the ring first. But regardless, I was. I would have been without apes, right? And I would have had a lot more cushion money if I didn't win the, the ring, right? So who knows? Um, I probably would have bought more board apes, you know, and the ape that I wanted, so. Um...
0: And, then, and then obviously you decided that you were going to do something very special when you went to the game with, we get to see some of us on Twitter, some of your process of what you were doing with your ape.
1: Yeah, I mean, I started making merchandise. I, I had to get my shirts ready for the game. A lot of, like, 50 NFT um, friends and family decided to come to the game. Like, they literally decided to fly in from different places of Hawaii, Idaho, Boston, Arizona, like, you name it. Like, there was, you know, Alabama. People came to just see me pitch. And it was such a great moment, too, because – um when I wanted, I did it all for my family, right? You know, like, I wanted my kids to be there. I wanted my wife to be there. You know, I wanted to enjoy the moment with my family. Unfortunately, my wife fell ill a couple of weeks before the flight. And my kids and me and my wife have decided previously to that, that we shouldn't take the kids because of COVID and, you know, just restrictions and them touching everything. And so it was just going to be me and the wife. And then my wife gets sick right before flying out. And she literally got better like a day or two before I flew out. But she wanted to be with the kids cause she was out without seeing the kids for such a long time. So the trip ended up, ended up from being the whole family to just me going back to LA by myself. And it was such a, oh man, it was, it was kind of horrible. It was like a bittersweet moment. Cause the wife was like, you know, you go I and mean, you do your thing. I know you've been wanting to do this for a while. Don't worry about us. I'll, I'll stay home and take care of the kids. Um, but you know, my wife has always been there for me, you know. Um, and you know, my kids, you know, they're you know, I wanted to show them, you know, that you could do anything in life. So, what better than to show them, right? Like, oh shit, look at dad—he's pitching at Dodger Stadium. It's something that he wanted wanted to do, and he ended up doing it, you know. But like I said, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, and because such a there's such great community, you know, they were there. You know, it was like fifty people that showed up. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, if it, if it wasn't for them, I would have been, like, the loneliest person in that stadium, you know, because even though I love I love my city and I love L.A., uh, I love my family more, you know, and I wouldn't, you know, I remember enjoying a game with them on a Sunday, and I thought to myself when I was going up to the pitch, I was like, you know what, I would rather be eating a hot dog, you know, peanuts, you know, at nosebleeds with my family and watching somebody else do the opening pitch than me right here without my family you know it, it was just uh it just hit me hard you know what really mattered you know the validation of others like Gary says it's like it's not that that big of a you know the validation of of others doesn't mean anything you know it's um the people that you really care about and you love you know
0: yeah so as you say you're sharing it to spend to have a legacy with the children and stuff and obviously I, I didn't know that she didn't make it out out there for you
1: yeah, I had a big plan. I was I was gonna have the whole family rocking a boarded jersey. I was planning to put my daughter on the top of my shoulders and make her throw the pitch. You know, like just make it a family, you know, oriented. You know, like I don't know, just just I had bigger ideas, you know. And you know, God was just like, you know, it's not gonna work out this time, you know. And I was like, wow, like I was I was planning not to go. That's how bad it was. I was planning not to go at all. And like I said, if it wasn't for the 50 people that were coming in from all over the United States to come watch me, you know, it would have been really empty in there. You know, it would have just been me, you know, just doing my thing. But for what? For myself? You know, Um, I I don't know. It was, like I said, it was a bittersweet moment. Um,
0: Yeah. And then I'm sure you'd have to get a plan plan going to obviously take them as soon as obviously... uh, Obviously, you can, so they can get to experience
1: it. Yeah, what I did, you know, I told my wife right away uh, how to see, how to be able to see it live. My cousin that uh that ended up going with me because my wife couldn't go. He ended up coming last minute, and uh, he did the recording live. And I make sure the wife and my kids were there to see it, you know, live. So they got to enjoy the moment, and uh, and I think the best part of the whole situation or the whole experience. Was calling my daughter. I called my daughter uh, that same night after the game. Actually, it was the next day because, you know, East Coast time was different. And I was like, hey, honey, did you see the pitch? It was a video call, too. And she was like, yeah. I was like, that is just to show you that you can do anything you want in life and that no matter what people tell you, you just go ahead and do it. If it makes you happy and you want to do it, just go ahead. Nothing can stop you from reaching any goal you want. And she started crying and I started crying and I was like, you know, and I think that's the best thing that I can take is like not really telling my kids, Hey, dad was pitching at Dodger stadium more that hopefully they take dad did whatever the fuck he wanted to. And he did it and he didn't care and I can do it too. So that's hopefully what I, you know, that my daughter takes more from it, you know, that, you know, she can go ahead and do whatever she wants in life especially being a female right you know females just seem not to get the same opportunity as males sometimes in in different industries and spaces right they um so i just i just want her to know that you know that we're all capable of doing whatever we want in life you know that we all have we we all have it if you're passionate about it you're going to find a way to do it and just do it if you love it you know so you know that's i think that's the biggest take i take from everything
0: yeah, I think it was definitely that kind of serendipitous for the way all the things moved into place for you as, as you went along the journey. Um, yeah, it's just, i say it's such an, an amazing journey that you've had all from obviously having some Bitcoin. Chris, did you have any, I'm sure you've got questions. I'm sure you've got VFriends questions. Anybody there? Chris. (laughs) Is Chris there? (laughs) I know, hang on, I see his microphone. Oh, He's got rugged. I reckon he's got rugged. He'll be back in a second. That's the thing is, obviously, uh, late at night over there as well. But have you got um, any kind of plans moving forward with the Forever Ape? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah um, I do have lots of questions first of all that was um, beautiful to listen to really inspiring um, that's my favourite ape story so far and I love the fact that I haven't once heard any you know no matter how far someone's made, been able to trade up and uh, <clears throat> flip up with um, especially with the gold and you know the golden and the trapezes like you say, Brian, everyone's aped back in at some point, or um, look to uh, spread their portfolio, or um, you know, not not exit completely, which I think is good for all. Is a good sign for all of us. And um, yeah, props to you as well. It seems like you had the rarities down um, straight away, and like me and Vicky have said, V Friends is, it has been a lot of people's entry, but. Um, when board board apes came out i had no idea what to look for and it's nice to hear someone get their forever ape as well i really wanted to um know what you're currently doing aside from the merch with um with your with your blue grill boy um, which is one of the best apes actually for sure aesthetically uh, and and what your future plans are um, without revealing too much of course but i'm really interested to get Ape holders' thoughts on uh, how to develop the IP, and you know their plans going forward, and how far they think they can take it. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so me and my wife, she's helping me out. We have. Uh, I already got a tax ID. I opened a company called City Apes LLC, and basically, I started off with what 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 I call my Dodgers ape. Um, I started selling shirts and hats, and um, and people were buying them. I mean, I'm I'm getting people buying them. Um, people are asking me for socks, like random stuff I would never think of. And, um, and I, for the owner of the golden ape, um, I was given permission to be able to use his golden ape in one of my, uh, in in the merch, one of the merch drops. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it yet, but, um, but I have many friends in the board community that would allow me to use their ape. Right. So I figured with the brand called city apes, I could, um, potentially use various apes and promote them through my merch line called city apes and be able to get them out there, um, you know, and just drop in different kinds. So I have my, um, I have my friend Kali buds. I don't know if you guys know him. He's a, he's a regular artist. I helped him get his board ape, Um, and it's one that has like a hip hop jacket, the gold chain, you know, it has the, uh, the, uh, the eyes that are, you know, him, him being high. So, uh, I think I, I could do like a Kali Buds edition. I could do the Gold Gold Ape edition, and like I said, there's many other apes like Diamond Girls that been sending me messages, you know, you know. So possibly doing a collab with them. So yeah, I mean, um, cause I know that with one with my ape, I'm not be I'm not gonna be able to explode the brand as much, right? Cause I, I could only have so many ideas with one ape. But I figured, hey, if I start if I start off right and show people, hey, look at this guy, he's doing pretty good. Maybe I could you know do a collab with him. Put my board ape on it, and then just continue that you know, merch line with all board apes, you know, and hopefully get as many as board apes as you know, and get that merch out there, you know.
2: Yeah, that's um, it's interesting because on uh, Saturday we had the first BAYC London meetup, and a lot of the discussion, um, in one group I was chatting to was about IP and how to use use apes and a few guys suggested you know let's get together let's um let's uh, get t-shirts printed one guy was like yeah i can i've got contacts with a factory and stuff and it's until you hear somebody actually doing it um and yeah i was looking at your website just as you were talking then and to see someone execute on it as well um i've always doubted whether that that type of response especially to merch would be the same over here in this country I'd probably be willing to bet it, it wouldn't be um but uh but yeah I'm excited to follow and see see where you take that um yeah and quickly on Friends. um sounds like you yeah again were onto it a lot a lot better than me I had no idea what I was doing at the time just grateful to to have got one um my main aim in the space is to get a gift goat um and I'm Desperately close to uh, achieving that, but uh, what made you go for for the gift goat And um, how how do you see that playing out?
1: Yeah, actually, I had to get one for myself. <laughs> I, I needed the gift goat myself too. When you know when he uh, was promoting it, he said he was going to have fun with the gift goat I don't know what that really means, but you know I like fun, <laughs> and uh and it's pretty uh pretty cool, right? I mean you're going to get a free gift. I think it's um what was it um six gifts per year, eighteen total, you know, delivered to your house or possibly your driveway or what he says. I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'm interested in to see what happens with the gift goats. Um but yeah, I, I did get myself my hands in one of the gift goats and also dinner dears So I'm also having a dinner with Gary too, which is insane. Uh, I just never oh, thought wow. of that. Yeah, bro. That's a that's one of my that 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 actually was my last V friend that I bought. That's when I liquidated my V Bitcoin, switched it to Ethereum, and just bought the dinner deer. And I'm not gonna lie, I felt the same way. I'm like, what what am I gonna do at dinner with Gary and a bunch of rich people? Like, I have nothing to do at that dinner. I have nothing to speak of. I, I'm not worth anything to these people. What am I gonna do? So to me, it was like a flip token. And look at me now. When I bought the dinner deer, I didn't own a Gary originally owned. I didn't I didn't own a Bored Ape. I didn't have a Dodgers one one NFT. Now I have a story to bring to dinner, you know, and then it's it's so insane because Gary follows me, so he knows who I am now, right? He follows my Instagram, my Twitter, you know, like it's it's insane to to see how fast things developed and now Gary V kinda has eyes on me, you know, and I'm gonna go see him at dinner. So it's like me having dinner with Gary V. Like, oh my goodness. And then talking about all this.
2: It's and you're insane. gonna know
0: that when you're at dinner the wine's gonna be good.
2: Yeah, for sure, right? Right, <laughs> well, that is crazy. Well done. Well done. I don't think I've heard anyone smash V friends as well as that. Um and with the goose as well, um, negotiating the well having the offer accepted. Um yeah that's brilliant and that's yeah i'm uh, <laughs> i think i'm i'm close i might have to um sell the core um <clears throat> that i got to renegotiate because i had a trade agreed with um a gold uh, d- uh, doggo uh, but uh the floor on those dipped a little bit as we've been speaking so yeah i will get my gift coat <laughs> i'm determined <laughs> i'm determined it's, like you you said, it's the one yeah, i want the- for me it's the one you want, isn't it? <laughs> Chris, have you,
0: have, you, have you got a driveway, Chris?
2: I do, I do. And that was partly, um, yeah, partly the the bit that kind of uh, twigged my interest the most. Because you know what Gary's like. He's just, he'll wait to be completely underestimated. Maybe even give a really underwhelming first gift and then just completely blow it out of the water. Because... <laughs> I just adore how, how like you did allude to it how quiet he is and there's just you know there can be nothing for ages and then all of a sudden he can just utilise everything in his power and and, and and I had a it's funny I had a crypto dinner today <clears throat> type thing and I felt completely out of place like i I felt like I didn't belong uh, that strongly for a while but then as you say you, you tell a few stories about um your movements in the space or you know some some good some good things that have happened I, I i put it down to mostly luck um for myself but yeah it's um it's really cool to uh to hear your story and meet you that's really cool. you know thanks chris
1: appreciate um the input and yeah it's so tricky with the gift codes right it's just like you said how is he going to do it? Is he going to start off with a not-too-exciting gift and go crazy on the second one? Do you go all-in on the first one, but then would everybody feel cheated for the second, third, fourth gift? Do you keep it consistent throughout the 18 gifts? You know, it's going to be so fun to see how he plays it out because, um, you know, it's just so weird. Either way, you want to play it out. There's 555 tokens, and you want everybody to be excited about them. But how do you do it? Do you go all in at first? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, it's like the way he's gonna execute it. It's, I'm intrigued with what he's gonna do. You know, and well, for the, second, when
0: they did the the auction. Well, you know when they did the auction for the apes and and the dogs uh i think it was Sotheby's where they did the big 100 auction and i threw in the mix i wonder if gary's going to buy them so he can give them as gift goat presents and everyone was like oh will that be would there be enough
2: <laughs> well that's something that people are debating with the books as well because um i'm sure you would have got books as well brian um interested to know how how many you went for but uh you can't second guess him on. You can't second guess him on anything. Go on. Go on. How many?
1: Oh man, bro. I, I don't even read books uh, ever, ever. You know, like I about forty eight. I didn't go too crazy. Okay. Okay. So yeah, okay. yeah. That's not too yeah. too too crazy. But I had to get in it. But I was like, you know what? I can't get too too involved. But like you said, Gary, you just can't bet against Gary. Sometimes you know, unless unless it's against the jets you know you could you could do that bit any day
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were just in, yeah they were just in london just on the way to the board 8 meet <laughs> meetup, there was a pub that had jets everywhere and i thought i was dreaming i was like because <laughs> obviously you get to know gary and i'm not into nfl but the jets is you know the team that i see uh or hear about the most through him and i'm just like what the fuck is going on here and it was a fans, <laughs> a fans only pub just before the game um, which I saw my mate was at um, on his Instagram but yeah you can't it's just impossible you know he, he would have thought of everything as well that's the thing a lot of I feel most projects are being Apes is being handled you know with absolute class and um, really bullish on, on those devs but most of them you fear are in a rush to catch up whereas he's I think just leaving no stone unturned and yeah, he'll think about how the first gift for gift goats will affect the secondary because obviously there'll be people watching that, you know, might want to see what the first gift is, for example. I then, think
0: it might be a car.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. And then the floor of those just goes crazy because I've right. always questioned the floor on the gift goats. And when the serum dropped as well, I got an M2 serum and I was, it was exactly the same. And I knew a guy who had multiple gift goats and I was like, bro, can we trade? Um, and yeah, my. Open sea fucked up and I couldn't, and then the serum, the price dropped. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fascinating. And with the books, no one knows. Like, I thought with the books that he would maybe drop, maybe with the Barnes and Noble, like everybody a rare or a good NFT from his collection, you know, whether it's a World of Women or whatever it is, you just, yeah, it's impossible to, to, to know. You can No, nah, never.
1: Yeah, he could even do like a book club meeting, right? Where he could sign your book if you own the token
2: too. So he could just throw that into the contract, like. Yeah, like he's talked about building on on the smart contracts and eventually giving percentages, royalties. You know, that could be of the of 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 all book sales of book sales from then on in. It's just yeah, it's uh, it gets me so excited i can't wait like the gap between buying the books and receiving them is just too long for me
0: well, is, we should all get to meet a vcom
2: well all i'm saying is i rather i hope
1: i get mine before christmas because i, I thought I, I went christmas shopping already
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you're having dinner with him i just want to shake his <laughs> hand
0: <laughs> well, if you can tell him where it is chris will be waiting outside the restaurant like he'd be like just i'm just here to shake yeah bro I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, just send me a message and then when i get confirmation I'll let, I'll let you know what the restaurant is what time and then you can just get a table next to it bro <laughs> bump into I'll, gary on the bathroom like yo, i'll give you a little, <laughs> you a little the eye signal like yo bro the eyebrow hey
2: yo I'll be, going. <laughs> uh, you know dude with the sign i might do that stand outside
0: no you should dress up as a waiter and <laughs> like, like be walking around with a bottle of wine and it'd just be like i'll just put that down there kind of thing like like we saw that, get... that video don't be suspicious
2: <laughs> i'll get my boyfriend on the tip on the apron <laughs> yeah that might work
0: <laughs> well we really appreciate your time brian it's such an amazing story and um yeah we were just both chris and i were just so excited and rob as well was was excited to hear your story because it's, it's it's so unique and so fabulous and and obviously I look at it as like your success is like all of our successes it is a, a rising tide lifts all boats so when you win we all win because we we get to enjoy it and it and it also restores the faith that that it's possible that like you said to your daughter that that we can all do it
1: yeah no thanks for having me guys it was uh, such a great experience of being here Um, yeah, that's what I take the most, you know, we could all do whatever we want. Um, I get excited when I see everybody else do stuff with the apes, like put them in murals, you know, put them in, you know, mugs and um, collie butts, taking it to the concert, dressing up like an ape to do a concert. Like, like you said, when somebody wins in in a community, we all win and we're just getting started. So I'm so excited to hear the next, you know, couple of years, what everybody else ends up doing and how we all grow as a community as you know as individuals and you know like i said we're just getting started so um i think we're going to be in a great position just the knowledge that we're learning right regardless of the tokens that you hold the knowledge that we hold of even owning them having to have a metamask account be knowing about gas fees a smart contract like we're ahead of the game by a lot we're ahead of the world by so much that we don't even understand and like I said just the knowledge itself I think it's so valuable that we're receiving so like I said I just can't wait to see where we all end up at the end of the journey um, I guess sitting in the metaverse that's where I see it as, you know that's where we're going to end up just hanging out in the metaverse you know from now on
0: just what, going between obviously the metaverse and real life and the real life experiences that certainly we know that Gary will provide right
1: you coming to VCon?
0: Ziki? yes
2: yeah, yeah, well all being well and good. Chris. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I'm gutted I can't come to <laughs> first because of the um <laughs> the UK travel ban, otherwise always, I always I'd be there as well. Um but uh, I don't think I'm allowed in I think I might be allowed into the US the day after it finishes, which is pretty gutting, but uh, I'm for and for NFT NYC as well, but I'll see you at uh, Miami and Vicon and outside that restaurant. <laughs> i'm
1: looking forward to it especially the one outside of the restaurant
2: <laughs> yeah man it was lovely to meet you um and i uh, yeah, hope to connect uh throughout the journey sounds good chris have a good night i know it's late um thank you so much
1: for staying up and i love your board man take care uh,
2: no problem thank you man my mates love listening to this on spotify so yeah thank you again thanks rob thanks everybody